Welcome to the Brant and Sherry Oddcast, sponsored by MediShare. To order Brant's latest book, The Men We Need, or to find out more about the show, go to BrantHanson.com. Man, can you believe this? Somebody wrote this down. I was reading this. Billy Joel and Sting, so these are artists from yesteryear, mm-hmm. um, are doing co-headlining shows next year. Wow. Well, what they wrote underneath it, it said, cool stuff at their merch booth will be jar lid removers, pill organizers. <laughs> <laughs> That's so rude and so it is. funny. It's still funny, though. And non-prescription reading glasses. Like, <laughs> that is a cheap shot. And anyone who repeats that, that's terrible. Oh, look at this. We have breaking animal news. We love this because hey. so often animals are ignored by the mainstream news media. We have a lot going on right now, we do. so I don't know. That's that, true. Yeah. Okay, well, let me assist <laughs> and pitch in here with some animal news. Okay, sure. This is kind of sad, but not, but kind of, not really, but whatever. Uh, Bobby, the world's oldest. Hold it. To hear a news anchor. <laughs> it's kind of sad, sad but, but not really. But not really, but whatever. yeah. But I don't know. You, <laughs> okay. You decide. Got it. Uh, Bobby, the world's oldest dog ever, it says here. Just passed away in Portugal at the age of 31. So that's a good long life for a dog. Sure it is. Sure, Bobby was a very good dog. Mm-hmm. My, where I'm like, whoa, 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 the oldest dog ever. How in the world How would you know that? How would we know that? that, right? How would you have records? So many cultures just historically, mm-hmm. like, they're not writing this stuff down. That's a great point. Like, so you, they would have to, like, draw. How would you draw a picture, like, chisel it into a stone? <laughs> That he indicates lived. that your dog... This dog's name is Doug. <laughs> and he lived and for 32 50? years. He's 57 years old. 32 trips round sun <laughs> and a stick dog. <laughs> With a little arrow around the sun. We'd be like, wow. Crown over the dog. Oldest dog ever. <laughs> yeah, straight up. I don't know if somebody's like, you took that too far. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's too far? <laughs> like, like a joke, a joke or yeah, something? Yeah. Like you add to the joke? Yeah. Well, then why did... But he got to say something. Yeah, I, right, right. My turn. And, well, it's, <laughs> it's too far. Just took it too far. And you never know when that line, where that line is, where it's too. I don't. I don't agree with the line. Maybe. Yeah. I, yeah. I want. I want to keep going. I, I feel like we don't take it far enough. Of laughing. Generally speaking, like if there's, there's usually more material. Mm-hmm. Like if you're standing around <laughs> with friends, there's usually more there, and we haven't exhausted it yet. No. Like, wait, wait, wait! Before we move on. There's more here. Let me pile some more humor in there. <laughs> a lot of young guys look to me for like social tips. They call me a social sensei, if you will. It's because the guys do. Yeah, it's because mm-hmm. the smoothness that I have that I have learned. So sure. I pass tips on because I wasn't always this adept, <laughs> or I didn't always have this charisma. That yeah. I'm exuding. Wow. Yeah. I can't imagine what it was like before. Oh, no, it was bad, Sherry. <laughs> I know, you can't even picture that's, that's it. It's crazy, yeah. Can't even picture it. Okay. So here we go. Let's say we're at like a uh, work gathering, sure. a luncheon. Mm-hmm. Here's the tip, guys. Like, bring, for when you meet people, bring information that relates to everybody. Okay, yeah, and, sure. And make it about them, not just you. That's like, very true. Okay, so yeah. I'll show you out. So you we, you walk up to me. I, we don't know each other. Don't know okay. each here we go. Okay. Okay. Hi, my name is Sherry. I work on the third floor. What department do you work in? 60% of your brain, Sherry, is made of fat. Okay. It's true. 
These fatty acids are crucial for your brain's performance. Okay. So I know that I brought it up before. I'm going to bring it up again. Speaking to people, specifically females that you don't know, leading with fat anything is, is not the best uh, option that you could provide, Sensei. Even about fatty acids? Yes. Anything fat that's not going to go over well. It's not going to endear you to anyone that you haven't met before, okay. Sensei. So that's our lesson. Um, <laughs> that's what I was trying that's to That's what you were trying right. to do? Well, well done. Yeah, don't talk about even brain <laughs> fat. So thankful for MetaShare. They do sponsor our thing here, which is great. Um, so thank you, MetaShare. And also, if you're interested in finding a solution for your own health care, I do recommend looking into it. Mm -hmm. I think you're going to appreciate the people you talk to, even if you don't wind up getting it for whatever reason. I don't know. Like, like, but you'll see immediately what we're talking about. Like, it's an enjoyable experience, which you always you can't usually say when you're dealing with healthcare. Right. Yeah. You, you walk around. We've been to the headquarters many times. You walk around there. There's people praying with people all the time on the phone. Yeah. That's not if, if you do like health insurance. That's not the norm. No. But if like I think I think you'll find it really refreshing, and the way it operates is really smooth. Mm -hmm. So and you can save a lot of money too. Yeah, you can save a lot of money. All that. That's that's quite legit. Check it out. It may be good for you if you're single or you have a family. Metashare.com. Speaking of the amazing human brain, we're mm -hmm. just talking about brain facts a little bit there, but saw this: the human brain can generate about 23 watts of power, which is enough to power a light bulb. Huh. I read that. I was a little underwhelmed, frankly. Really? I was, you know, just reading about the brain. Like, mm -hmm. It's been like this big, shocking, like, power light bulb? That's it? That's it. <laughs> <laughs> kind of underwhelming. Not even like a house or a... My brain <laughs> is so powerful, it can power one... one single... One, parenthetical one, <laughs> light bulb. <laughs> Gonna play a clip for you. It's I guess from TikTok, and um, <laughs> this one—it's <laughs> like generating some buzz or whatever. And it's a young woman who's just experiencing her first nine-to-five job. Okay. Okay. And as you listen to this, like if you're thinking, you might think, "Oh, they're gonna have this take." I may not have the take you're gonna think. I don't know. But here's what she had to say about her experience. I'm probably just being so dramatic and annoying. But this is my first job, like my first nine to five job after college and I'm in person and I'm commuting in the city and it takes me forever to get there. There's no way I'm going to be able to afford living in the city right now. So that's off the table. Like, duh, if I was able to walk to work and it, it'd be fine, but I'm not. So it literally takes me like I leave here, like I get on the train at 730 and I don't get home till like 615 earliest. And then like, I don't have time to do anything. I don't, I want to shower eat my dinner and go to sleep. I don't have time or energy to cook my dinner either. Like, I don't have energy to work out. Like, that's out the window. Like, I'm so upset. Oh, my God. Nothing to do with my job at all. But just, like, the 9 to 5 schedule in general is crazy. Being in the office 9 to 5, like, if it was remote, you get off at 5 and you're home and everything's fine. But, like, I'm not home. It takes me long to get home and, like, like people that drive to the office like it doesn't you don't get off at five and i know it could be worse i know i could be working longer but like i literally get off it's pitch black like i don't have energy how do you have friends like how do you have time to like meet like 
a guy. I don't know. Like, how do you have time for, like, dating? Like, I don't have time for anything. And I'm, like, so stressed out. And I'm also getting my period. So that's why I'm all emotional. But, like, am I so dramatic? It's fine. Yeah. So I think the default reaction to that from a middle-aged guy like me is supposed to be. Oh, come on. Yeah. And honestly, that's not my reaction at all. My reaction to this is she's on to something. And we take things as they are a lot of times. Well, that's just the way it is. Yeah, but it's not the way it has to be. Mm -hmm. And so many things we accept as just we take for granted. Like it's not good or bad. It just is like like work culture Mm -hmm. or like (laughs) just the way we have set up society. Mm -hmm. Like this is the way a woman should live or a man. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily so. This is the Western way of living where we decide career is everything, where we've separated people from their localities, where we've decided that moving up some corporate ladder is more important than other stuff in mm-hmm. life. Like that, like getting off work when it's pitch black, not having any energy for social stuff. She's indicated she wants to meet a man. Mm-hmm. Like this is all stuff that doesn't happen for humans normally. We design this. And it's not necessarily healthy. Mm-hmm. And you can be like, well, you, imagine working 12 hours in a coal mine. Like, that's not good either. Yeah. Humans weren't made for that. The Industrial Revolution changed so much that we just take as for granted, but it separates families. I mean, think about it. If you have a job, you're a watchmaker or something, let's say you're, a, I'm going to look at it from a man's perspective in this case, like, but you've got a shop. Even if it's not an agrarian culture, agrarian culture, you can see very obviously, we run a farm, we're raising this, we're making that, we're making our clothes, we're, you know, harvesting the apples, we're planting the stuff, we're plowing, we're taking care of the livestock, we do it as a family. And in a network of family, with other families around whom we know, and we're interdependent on. Mm -hmm. So, you know what's going on, you've got your struggles, but you do see the sun, and you do know people. And then marriage is taken care of as a matter of course. Mm-hmm. It's like, instead of all, everything's on you. Mm-hmm. In this case, like, let's say it's not an agrarian culture. You're a watchmaker. You've got a shop. Well, guess what? Your house is upstairs. So your family is living there. And the dad is still involved. The mom's there. She's probably helping out with the business and the kids. And you're helping with the kids yourself. That was very common. Mm -hmm. Dad's involved with the kids. Mom's involved with the kids. Mom's involved with the business, too. Mm -hmm. And dad learns a trade, passes it on to his son, or maybe they apprentice him out to the guy next door who works on shoes or whatever. Like, that's just how it works. So your family life is integrated into your work life. That's the normal human existence. Mm -hmm. And it's not for us. And so you can go, well, it's just too, like, but... But the, the heart cry of a human being may not be to get up in the dark, go into some office, and get, go home in the dark and be exhausted. Yeah. And what was that? What, what, and if that's so, what was she sold that doesn't resonate with her? And why does nobody question it? It's like high, high cultural treason to say, well, maybe this is messed up. If she was my daughter... Mm-hmm. I would listen to her and we we talk about like whatever commitment she's made and 
but we, we'd be planning, how do we exit this mm -hmm. to something that really make your heart sing? Yeah. Any other thoughts from your angle on that? I, I understood it. Um, the la lack of connection is what I think about um, and how just how scattered we are. Like when she said, if I could walk to work, that'd be one thing, right? Because I could walk and then I'd walk back. But things are so scattered now that we're just yep. not connected at all. We set that up too. Yeah. We set up like the way cities exist. Yeah. It's not, it didn't have to be that way. Right. This is our design. Yeah. I mean, I've, I, I've been studying and talking to a lot of people about singleness and have heard um, other very people who are smarter than I am talking about what you said, which it wasn't set up this way. So that even if you were single, you were in a community. Right. So you didn't feel, like she even said something like spinster. That actually wasn't a bad thing to begin with. You were in a community. You were doing that work. Creating something. That's what right. we were calling you because that's what you did, right? And so once that, and she did say the Industrial Revolution, once everything started spreading out and things started changing, I, I felt her heart cry, the girl who was talking there, just because... Man, they're just, they're just so lonely. And it's, it's, but and, they're sold this. Like, yeah. we're, we're so, like, particularly women, but men too. Yeah. You're sold this thing. So guys went into the workplace originally. Mm -hmm. It's like, mm -hmm. well, guys did it first. That's the sweet spot. They're, they they emerged home 13 hours later, disaffected from their kids now, right. disaffected from their wives. Right. They don't know. They're now are competing for a living. Mm -hmm. So it's all about competition and flexing and this and that and the other thing. And, you, you operate this totally different life. Mm -hmm. It's not good. Yeah. We did that. And then we're like, oh, you know, we need women to do that too. That would yeah. be the sweet spot for us. Everybody's doing like what? It, it's not working. Yeah. Imagine the interconnectedness. And here's, here's a scenario for like non-agrarian culture mm -hmm. or not in a city, like hunter-gatherer culture. Mm -hmm. Very common in human history, obviously. But let's say you are married. Mm -hmm. That would be the like the default thing now if somebody dies the mm -hmm. community needs to take care of you mm -hmm. um or if you are single the community needs to take care of you but mm -hmm. the, the normative thing is you've got let's say four families mm -hmm. and you you bond with a man to survive mm -hmm. it may not be your dream guy at all mm -hmm. but like it's for protection mm -hmm. and he provides by hunting but he only can get a kill say I, i'll make i'll make up stuff yeah once a month mm-hmm and it provides for a week mm -hmm. for your family. Okay, because the, the meat goes bad or whatever. Like yeah. that's all. And now, now what? So you band together with other people. Mm -hmm. So you, now you're with four families, and one of them guys a really good hunter, mm -hmm. and he provides too. So you each share the kill from this week, and that guy got two, mm -hmm. you know, last month. Now you're all, all your families are doing well. Mm -hmm. And imagine the interdependence of that with those wives. And rooting for those husbands, mm -hmm. and also rooting for other people's husbands. And if somebody were to die, one of those husbands dies, mm -hmm. it impacts your family. Right. I mean, just I'm just trying to get across how interconnected people would be, interdependent. Mm -hmm. Where you're like, this is our this is our people. Mm -hmm. Like we all are on the precipice. We're we're living a precarious existence, and precarity is normal mm -hmm. for humans. 
we don't experience that mm -hmm. generally. Most people, and there are still people in our culture that are very precarious and they're often ignored, but mm -hmm. it's like, what, uh, where is the connection? That's the, that's the issue. No, right. So there's nothing even close to what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, but, but, what I'm, but that is normal. Well, that's what I, we just, I know this is going to sound abnormal, but my family has family meetings once a quarter and like talk about the family reunion, whatever's coming up. And they had these things. It was just Sunday. They, did, they had these um, pillars and what pillar do you think is most important for us to, for our family? And the one said about connectivity. Huh. And I, that's the one I chose. And I said, I chose that because it even breaks my heart that my nieces don't have what I had, which is you grew up with your cousins. My cousins were like my siblings. Uh, great point, but they also call your mom every morning. Yes, that is true. Yes, every morning they call my mom. So, so we the are grandkids. Just so you're listening, the grandkids yeah. call grandma every morning. Every morning and, and from Sherry the bus stop. And Sherry is saying, "I lament that they're not as connected to the family." As as we, I mean, we were. It's it's to your point. We were all in this area. We were all together, right. and you were kind of known by. The, oh, that's Wilson's granddaughter. Yeah. Oh, that right. That's you know normal. I mean? Right. You're connected. That's normal human. And you knew where you came from. Right. That's normal human behavior. And and, and just trying. Yes. I don't know. I don't okay, know how to so, create that. So to launch into a slightly related topic, but uh -huh. something we talked about before off the air is why is it like? So I'm from small town Illinois, mm -hmm. and I've moved all over the country, mm -hmm. and it's been good. Yeah. And you're from Pittsburgh, but you eventually were willing to move. You mm -hmm. felt you could, and you, now you've been in a, a couple different, a few different states, mm -hmm. major different experiences. And I've often wondered, now, why, and we've talked about, like, why did I feel like it's okay for me to move? Mm -hmm. Why did you feel like ultimately it's okay for you to move mm -hmm. to a better location, to do a, get a better job or a different situation? Or like, we're, we're trying to follow God here, but there's also, like, we're trying to figure this out, right? Yeah, yeah. But some people don't feel like they can. Mm. So, like, you could go back to where I'm from and be like, why are you still here? Mm -hmm. Like, there's no, how much opportunity is here? You can't move up any, like, where's right. the, where's the thing in Assumption, Illinois, or Greenvi Greenview, or mm -hmm. Auburn, Illinois, all these places. And the tendency can be for people who leave to look down on the people who are still there. Mm -hmm. Or for people who've left can look down on people in general who are still in these yeah. loser rust mm -hmm. belt or whatever, whatever the place is, a mm -hmm. city, a country, wherever it is. And I've, I've had to rethink all of that and go, that's kind of messed up. Yeah. Like you've got the laptop class of people who are just infinitely transportable mm -hmm. to the next thing. And then you've got people who are tied to a place. And the laptop class looks down on the local class. Mm -hmm. Like, what's the matter with you? Get out here and, yeah. you know, you could. But there's no good reason for that. And, and it, it doesn't make you better if you're somebody who who's feels like, oh, I can move around the world. I can move. It can be good. Mm -hmm. Not saying it's bad. I'm not saying I shouldn't have moved. Mm -hmm. I think I should have. But it doesn't make me better than those people. No. And that, that, that draw to stay fixed in some area where you're from there's nothing have, yeah nothing wrong with that and it, the snobbery that can come from that where we really do have a class of people mm -hmm. that can look at another class of those people like why are you still working in that depressed town why yeah. are you still in well i know that i know that it, you know 
I have benefited from moving and I'm very grateful. There is part of me that misses, hey, meet me over at Applebee's in 20 minutes. Yeah, and then running into somebody else while you're there. Yeah, Yeah. and then, oh, no, sit down. And like that, that, we did have that. And I would argue that this girl, I don't know her on TikTok or whatever, but I would argue that I would wonder if she has family around. Like her, her cousins, her, you know. Sounds like no. So Yeah, and so that there is something to that. I think I know I'm better for it. I'm better having had it. Yeah. And I know that you're, it's lacking when it's, when it's not there. But we get sold this bill of goods, <laughs> yeah. which is that this life is better, like the corporate life. You're better off doing that. Now, Chesterton was big on this when, when he was talking about mothers and mm-hmm. his regard for motherhood. Mm-hmm. He's like, why should they be put down? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you're serving your husband and children instead mm-hmm. of a boss. Mm-hmm. Why is that worse? Yeah. <laughs> why? why? Right. But the same thing goes for men in the Industrial Revolution and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, well, it, well, he's not making enough, enough money. He should be, he well, could have. Well, if a, a like, man does it, too the, bad. the thing that, you know, you did with your kids, which I'm going to take yeah. a job that's not, I, I can. I have a college education. I passed the, the what is it, LSAT or whatever it is. That nailed like, the LSAT. The na- nailed the LSAT. So I could do those things. Those things, or even my brother. He loves coaching, but yeah. coaching takes me away from my girls. Yeah, and you so, could do this. You could be impressive that. You could have more right. prestige. Why, yeah. You should be, you should, you ought to. Why? Yeah. Who said that that's the important thing? And it's, it's really strange to look down on people who don't buy into it. I just, we have a very weird way of, like pointing people to a lifestyle they're not going to like and then acting like it's invalid if they don't do it. I hope that this is encouraging for people who have decided to stay close to family, who have decided to stay connected. I hope that you hear us saying, because you will get this sold, this will go see the world, go do this, go do that. And and those things are great. Uh, But there is something about connection there. I, I cannot, I wouldn't write plays if I wasn't connected to my grandmother, if I wasn't there every day with her, watching her produce things and write things and do things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's the stuff that I had. And, and I just hope people understand that yep. there's, there's something to that. There yeah. really is. And to hear her cry like that, I had a nine to five and it was tough and I had a commute. But I also knew that my cousins were going to meet me after or I knew I was going over somebody's house and we were going to, I was connected. Well, my experience was I would jump in the shower and mm. my blood would start pumping. Mm. And out on the streets, the traffic would start jumping. Okay. With folks like me. Yeah. Who were on the job from 9 to sure. 5. Sure, yeah. Well, you're working 9 you're to 5. The, yeah, yeah, and you're in the same boat with all your friends, Absolutely. waiting for the time your ship to yeah, come in. A- <laughs> Everything's going to go your way. What a way to make a living. <laughs> you think your boss would... Why can't we just do a serious thing and just be done with it? Because I can't remember your boss. This is what our mothers are talking about. This right here. Oh, you promotion. I think you deserve a big fat promotion. It's your boss. You can't do it. Traffic starts jumping. Folks like me. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) The Brant and Sherry Oddcast, sponsored by MetaShare. To find out more about the show, go to BrantHanson.com.